0: Welcome to When Ghosts Speak with Melissa and Mary All
1: right. Well, welcome back, everybody, for our second second foray into the world of podcasting. We made it through the first one, believe it or not. We survived it. I didn't blow up anything. Right. And there were some people that actually listened to it, which was exciting. I know. I I was kind of watching it like an addict, like refreshing the screen, watching the numbers of like how many times it was being downloaded and streamed. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a beginning. It is. It is. So today we're going to talk about attachments. Okay.
0: You know, everybody almost thinks that if they've got a ghost that it must be attached to them. Just because there's a ghost in your house doesn't mean that it's your ghost, your husband's ghost, or who's ever ghost. Now, let's be, you know, reasonable here. If you've got an 18-year-old daughter and there is a 19-year-old ghost boy in the house, he's not yours. He's (laughs) going to be your kids. So, you know, think about it. Attachments are different in as much as that some of them seek out certain types or personalities and they'll hook up with them or you and somebody go to a really cool party and they have a couple ghosts in that house and the ghosts are having a wonderful time because all the energy and they, one of the ghost spots you and says, Oh my God, I'm not going to live here anymore. I'm going home with her. Seriously. Who's going to stop them? So that is another way that you can get an attachment. Say that you are an antique collector. Let's say that you collect teacups. And you buy a teacup at a really nice antique store and bring it home. And oh, gee, there was a little lady attached to it. And she really likes you because you like her taste in teacups. So she is going to be attached to you. In other words, there almost has to be a reason why they attach to you. Again, they're just not the neighbor nosy ghost that just wanders in. There's a reason that they attach to you.
1: So it's not always necessarily the family member who just because they know you, they're going to hang around and let me go pester my great niece over there.
0: Very rarely, because deep down, Just because they are earthbound, they are going to be a problem for whoever they are around. And in all honesty, let's face it, our relatives really wouldn't do that to us. You hope not anyway.
1: Well, I mean, there's always that one pesky. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, not so much. Look at an ex wife, Mm -hmm. an ex mother in law. You ruined her husband you run you ruined her son's life. I'll fix you now, girly. And so yeah, so she's gonna be hanging out with you. So that is, you know, that is one way. Um but you know, men and their antique cars, women and their diamonds, they're they go to, uh, you know, stores or pawn stores and buy a nice diamond. Who knows who's attached to that? And all of a sudden. Now she's attached to you, making sure that you take care of her diamond.
1: So the attachments, you mentioned earthbound. They're, they're pretty much always earthbound, right? They're not I, more.
0: Never seen an attached. Well, I can't see the ones that crossed over. And if you want to be technical, you could say your guardian angel's attached to you because that is constant from the you know, second you're born to the second you die. So I guess your guardian angel could be an attachment or be called an attachment, but it's one that's crossed over and it causes absolutely no problems at all, none. It's the earthbound ones that cause the problems.
1: You know, in, in some of the spiritual, spiritual, there we go, that's the word I can talk today, uh, community, um, sometimes they're referred to as cause spirits. Um, and that's when they usually, um, cause a change in behavior. So I know sometimes you and I have talked on our our Wednesday morning lives about how if somebody's in recovery, um, you know, and they mean it when they're coming out that they're not going to drink again, they're not going to use again, and they do pretty well for a few days to a week, and then they slide back into it. It's because they, you know, sometimes pick up one of these attachments, and because that spirit can no longer enjoy whatever that libation is, they cause the living person to kind of go back in that that's kind of like living vicariously, I guess it would be the proper term. Well, yeah. And
0: it's the only way they can get live because they are dead. They don't have a body anymore, but any of these rehab places, uh, psych wards, anything like that, you can very easily get an attachment.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, Now, what about going to haunted locations? You always hear about, especially Mansfield. I hear that a lot with Mansfield, how people go down to Mansfield and they always bring something home. And I think three quarters of it could
0: be their imagination.
1: But enough
0: people have heard us between the shows and YouTubes and events that if you wear your Quincy charm, go to every haunted place you can find, nobody's going to follow you. And in all honesty, especially Mansfield, with the amount and the crowds of people that they come have come through, and especially October Halloween, these ghosts aren't going to come home with you. Look at all the energy they're getting from these people that are coming through and spending the night. And you no, know, they're they are so live. People are so happy and paid to go get scared on purpose. A ghost isn't going to leave. They're going to stay and make the most of it.
1: You always hear how these haunted houses are actually really haunted. If you talk to the scare actors and stuff, you know, and I'm I, like, well, uh, makes sense.
0: <laughs> I have done a couple haunted houses and, and they look so different in daylight when there's all the lights are on. Believe me, there's nothing scary about it at all, but some the one particular house that I'm thinking about they definitely it was the the homeowner that owned the property he was so upset that they had turned his house into a haunted house that he he wasn't so bad with customers coming through but when the people were trying to make the displays and paint and get ready for the opening that's when he did his worst knocking over paint cans and having tools disappear. He absolutely hated that his house was being used like this. And when they and when he found out that they were getting to change do the barn make a second building on the property, I swear if the man wasn't already dead, he that would have killed him. Oh
1: man, <laughs> <laughs> I. I mean, I kind of have some sympathy for that little homeowner though. I mean, And he wouldn't go to the light. He said, can you guarantee me that they won't do this? I said, of course not.
0: And I says, I can't stop them. It's not my house. I said, and it's not your house anymore either. I said, so there's really nothing you can do. I says, and then I sort of, which I have a tendency to do on occasion. I said, you know, maybe if you go to the light, you could do more to stop them. He said, "Uh uh-huh. He said, you think? And I says, well, I don't know, because I can't talk to anybody that's been there. But there's got to be something going on there. Mm. And he thought about it and thought about it, and
1: he didn't believe me. So he didn't go. (laughs) <laughs> like i can see him yeah. saying they're flipping the coin trying to decide do i go in do i stay do i yeah. go in <laughs> right right now have you ever seen any attachments that were demonic because that's always the other thing i'll hear sometimes in the shop is there's always a demon somehow somewhere doing something
0: always a demon because being dead and a ghost isn't good enough it has to be a demon And no, I've never seen a demon like that. Like I said, in over 70 years, maybe three or four at the most. And demons just, you're going, even Hitler, earthbound would not be a demon. He would be a very, very, very bad, bad, bad man, but he would not be a demon. He did demon-like things, but he still was not a demon, the devil, Lucifer, whatever you want to call that.
1: You know, the few times that I've been out somewhere, which I don't really do this anymore because I only get like one guaranteed day off and I'm not spending it my day off going around, clearing or looking at houses or taking care of that. But I got called out by a colleague to go help because while at a previous client's uh, visit, you know, eyes were being scratched off the pictures behind the glass up on the wall. And I'm like, okay, let's go see what this is. I, I should probably have a more healthy fear of running into something bigger and better than me and maybe until I get thrown through a wall that's not going to happen. But you know just sitting there and I kind of felt the pre and I'm just going this is a earthbound, you know, type person and they just know how to be a jerk really really well. And there's there's nothing going Ooh. on. And it it revolved around a a teenage daughter pulling up some books in the library and, you know, reading things, freaking the mom out and, you know, kind of just inviting the situation to happen, if you will. And And that's
0: it. Kids are so curious about it. But the bottom line is somebody throws me through a wall and I'm never going in a house again because they can't do that to you. They can... Like I said, you know, they can make you sick and that kind of thing, but they can't physically harm you. But think about this. Don't forget these earthbound spirits have identically the same personalities they had when they were alive. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a portal and some creepy that was put to death in a prison in California is standing in your living room here in Ohio, and he was a rapist or a child pedophile when he was alive that's his personality. He's still gonna be like that, but guess what? He's still not the devil or a demon.
1: Mm -hmm. And I know um, this has kind of came up before, whether or not these attachments get to go to heaven.
0: The white light is identical for every one of them. It makes, it's not gray, it's not pink, it's not purple. It's always white and bright. And every person that takes their last breath, some people even ahead of time, that white light is there and it's still your choice. I don't know who's holding a clipboard when you walk in that light and if they're directing you which way you're going, but yeah, you can go to that light. Everybody can go to it. And that's why people that do horrendous things They are afraid of retribution and that's one of the reasons why they won't go into that white light
1: now let's say if somebody isn't local here to ohio because i'm assuming and maybe i jumped the question here like the best way to get rid of an attachment if you think you have one
0: standard what we've been saying now for a long time if you're affiliated with Any kind of organized religion, it never hurts to have an ordained priest or minister come in and bless the house. The one thing that a lot of people do, which is 100% wrong, is getting your hands on holy water and start throwing holy water around. Because who's ever there, that will make them very, very angry. It's okay if an ordained priest or minister does it, but not a lay person. And the other thing is smudge sticks. I am a firm believer in smudge sticks. They absolutely work. And, and Melissa, you know which ones, I mean, they just because they're smudges doesn't mean that they are all going to work as good as one or the other. Mm-hmm. How many different kinds of smudge sticks do you have in the store?
1: Oh, there, there are so many. Um, <clears throat> probably just glancing across the way, looking at the wall, probably at least 15 over there. Now, a good chunk of them are white sage that have other flowers wrapped up in it. So then you get to add the property of the flower. But um, you have to take in consideration the property, the metaphysical energetic property of the plants. And they all do something slightly different. Right. But um,
0: your main ingredient, so to speak, in each one is definitely the sage.
1: Yeah. Well, we do have um, a eucalyptus. Smudge stick and I guess smudge is now becoming like this general catch all if it's wrapped in a stick they're calling certain things smudge sticks, which can be confusing if you're somebody that you're looking for the white sage smudge, which is really what the smudge is Um, and Rue. Which I like rue, but it's more of a protective type of plant. You know, some old world folklore, especially out of Italy, will tell you to plant an herb um, or a rue herb plant by your front door to help protect, you know, things coming in. And um, <clears throat> but they're all slightly different, right? So, um, and the whole topic of like cultural appropriation on smudge might have to be a, its own whole topic that we get into, right? Um, on that.
0: Even my uh, much sticks that we sell at the store are mixed with something 90% sage, but they've got either lavender or something affiliated or stuck in there with them. The only ones that I know that are pure are the uh sweetgrass.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The braided ones, they are I they're very expensive. But those I really personally think are the strongest ones, but they're not always easy to find. I don't know if you have, if you can get sweet grass or not.
1: Um, I I had some left over, like I ordered a bunch a while ago. So, but we're finally getting low. So I'll have to start looking. But um, the few times that I'll see it as like a recommended, like, hey, add this to your cart because you've gotten it before. Like the price has gone up.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, and you know what, what his. Help uh, hasn't helped with the sage or the sweet grass. The fires in California, the fires out west—they're mm-hmm. taking out the the fields, and they can't get the supplies to make them. Oh, everything is in short demand anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, and then you got the cost of shipping going through the roof, and everything else right now. So, what a time we're in. Unfortunately, that's right.
0: Well, here's another thing too. If you are going through any kind of secondhand store or something like that, a lot of times if you pick an item up and your stomach does a flip or all of a sudden you get a chill or uh, a funny headache on one side of your head or something like that, think about it. There may be a ghost attached to that particular item. And that's why you got, uh, a re, you know, a, a little hit that, hey, watch out. People need to trust their instincts. Now, yes, if it's something that you absolutely positively have to have, you can take care of it. Uh, you know, get rid of whatever ever attached to it. But sometimes that's another way for you to take control. If you've got that feeling... Or how many times have you walked into a place or maybe you're looking for a house and you walk into, you read the, the description on it and it's got everything that you want and you walk in and all of a sudden it's like a ton of bricks hit you in the face. It's like, oh no, no, I do it doesn't feel good in here. I don't even want to look at the rest of the house. Question that. Why? What's there that makes you feel uncomfortable? And... You know, if there was a ghost there, they're going to start looking for a new place to go because this house still isn't sold. So, and that's another way you can get an attachment because it'll follow you from that.
1: So what would be the difference of a property having the attachment and the person? Because I know there's this misconception that ghosts are landlocked to like their favorite house, where they got married, where they were murdered, where, you know. And so that question of is the attachment to the person or is it to the building land?
0: Sometimes it can be attached to the property, especially if it's the original owner, maybe not just bought the house, but maybe they were the builder of the house. And so they, it would be a very special place for them. So they would be attached to that or it's like a a man attached to a specific old car. Mm -hmm. He's going to be in your garage because you just bought this old car, but the ghost is attached to his old car, not necessarily to you. And that can be items too. Like I said, items from a, a garage sale. Heaven forbid, items that you pick up off the curb on trash night you never know who you're bringing home with you in that situation. And they're already in a foul mood because somebody threw their stuff out on the tree lawn. And so they're cranky crabby now anyway. So yeah, it just, and just a heads up mirrors, people are very aware of mirrors and ghosts do like mirrors not every mirror he has a portal in it some do but not every mirror does but a lot of mirrors especially when they're attached to an old dresser or a dressing table a lot of times somebody is attached to those things
1: now it's kind of making me think about how sometimes we'll have in our zoom sessions um people who have stories of like, ever since they were a little kid, they felt like something has been following them. Um, What's a good way to decipher if it's been a guardian angel that you were just overly aware of and creeped yourself out on versus, you know, for whatever reason, attachment following you through life. Okay. It's like, how are you that interesting that long?
0: (laughs) Right. A guardian angel is never going to cause problems and Kids from the age of eight and down are really good at seeing earthbound spirits and ones that crossed over, but they stop talking about the one, and that'll be the guardian angel. They're not going to talk about spirits that crossed over uh, after you know after they stop talking to their guardian angel. Now. Think about this, do you buy uh, the backyard swing set? Was that brand new or did you buy it from somebody that their kids grew up and you brought it home? And they've put it up in the backyard and every ghost kid in the neighborhood knows on your swing set in the backyard. And people die everywhere, but I have yet to see a spirit that stays because that was the place they died. Very, very, I, I can't think of two or three times that's ever happened. And, you know, who are they going to get energy from? Or the house could be torn down. You know, progress. Houses that were on streets 150 years ago probably aren't there anymore. So were where they just standing there in the middle of the street on a highway now? Of course not. They are in somebody's house. So definitely... They can go wherever they want, whenever they want. And let's face it, they can go from the East Coast to the West Coast in a blink. That's pure energy. They do not need to ride on a plane to get there.
1: Well, and when you mentioned the house in the middle of a freeway, and I'm thinking, not saying that this type of story isn't out there, but I have not heard of people driving on a highway or a freeway. And seeing a ghost walking upstairs that are no longer there, or pretending to make tea in a kitchen that's no longer there.
0: Not happen. You're 100% right. That does not happen. Now, and because there's always exceptions to the rules, <laughs> the, 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 the castles in Europe where they're the repeat ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yes. They stay in those castles, but those castles are probably already 400 years old. They're probably going to last another 400 years. So where are they going to go? Nowhere. But it's almost that's their job. And I'll use London or England as an example. There are so many ghosts there. And these people that own these properties, they make a lot of money charging people to stay there or listen to the ghosts at 2 o'clock in the morning. So it's like, almost like the ghosts that are there have a job to do. And the people that own those places do not want those ghosts to go anywhere. They definitely want to keep their ghosts.
1: Would you consider the ghosts at some of the battlefields from Civil Wars, like attachments or repeats since...
0: I think some of the diehard ones, the, the ones that that was their whole life, they didn't have a life if they had if they didn't go to into war, you know, civil war or whatever. But I was in Gettysburg. I never saw one soldier there. Now, I have to admit, we were not there during a reenactment. And maybe when there's a reenactment, people, you know, earthbound spirits come out and go, no, that's not the way it. Was our, our rifles didn't do that. If you died, you didn't fall down so gently. You got blown across the field. You know, they would say things like this. What I did find out there were women that lost their husbands, their brothers, their fathers, their uncles. They were looking for them. They're the ones that didn't cross over. That and a bunch of ghost horses.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the horses don't know to go into the light? Well, I,
0: I, I let a couple of them go. There was a soldier that was in a house in Manassas that and had, he had his horse with him and he rode, I made the white light and he rode that horse right into the white light. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure they're like anything else; it's there whether they go into it or not. And and the funny part was this: this particular man said who he was, what his horse was. He was sort of famous, and the homeowner found a picture of this man with his horse. Oh wow! And yeah, I, I have it. It was she was so excited when she she sent it like overnight. She goes, you have to see this. And I'm, I take it out and I, this big photograph and I'm, I'm going, well, I know that guy. And I recognized the horse because she had a star right in the middle of her forehead. And I'm thinking, I know that horse. Mm-hmm. And I read the note and that's who it was.
1: Huh. That's interesting. It, it would be kind of fun if you ever had a, an earthbound kind of become like your, your earthbound buddy who like if you were to go out to these war places and you have all these horses that maybe they hung around looking for their human who rode them or whatever but so like if you make the white light they start rounding up you know like go in go in go in you know um to well help the stubborn cat that won't walk in on their own
0: yeah pick it <laughs> up thing. and take it with you right right yeah. but that's what happens when i do a public building when I've done a hospital or have done a uh, a morgue in a specific city, anything where there is um, a theater. Mm. When I make the white light, a lot of them will say, wait a minute, I gotta go get my friend. She's gotta come too. She's in the other building. So yes, this, absolutely. Um, it, when, I was, when I was hospitalized this year, Uh, There were ghosts in the hospital, and the one said, I got to go get a kid. He's stuck on the floor downstairs. Can I go get him? I said, sure, go get him. And so, yeah, they do sort of pull him in if the opportunity presents itself. But see, I think the problem is, and I try to tell everybody at an event or whatever, you decide to stick around and give somebody grief when you die. I... Believe in karma, and I wouldn't recommend that. But if you lose your light, all you have to do is go to a funeral home that's got a service going on. The spirit standing at the foot of their casket has white light around them. That is not an individual light. That's a universal light. All you got to do is go be bopping into that light. So any of you that are listening to this now should never be stuck every one of you should be able to know how to cross over and after all these years you would think that that would be you know a a t-shirt should say I'm crossing over I'm not staying
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean there are some of us that would be like hmm let me go check on a few things real quick Melissa, that would be
0: you because you're, right. you you need to know everything. So you would do that. You know uh, what was that last time? Slithering in on your belly under a seat? Just to really? prove that I
1: could. <laughs> if something should ever happen to me before you go first, you know, I I'd be the buddy on the other. I'm like, Oh, who are going to go get? I'll throw them in. <laughs> I'll push them in. So make it right there and I'll hip check them into the light. There you go. Yeah. I have no problem of like, no, you're going. Okay. You might be
0: helpful because yeah. some of them, you know, some of them um, think about it once or twice. And, and then there's some that I can't get any information from maybe you would have a better chance getting their correct name. And when they died, you know, I look at somebody and he's got a Mohawk haircut. He's wearing polyester and he's got high heeled shoes on. And he tells me he died three days ago. You know, that's not true. So.
1: <laughs> like now I overheard. <laughs> <Right. laughs> His name is, and he died when, and uh, Yeah. Um, I don't think, well, I mean, it would be somewhat grief because, you know, unfortunately, and I have to pull energy off of people, but I would also be the type that I'm like, okay, where's the maximum security for the pedophiles? Let me go drain it off of them real quick. Yeah. And
0: come back. Yeah. Which, which maybe some of them do, you know, and I've just never run across those. There's so many scenarios that any which way it could go, you know, I can only talk about what I personally know and, and I've said it many times, how I do things. Well, my daughter, mm-hmm. Tara can do this and she doesn't do it anyway the way that I do it, but it still works. My grandmother couldn't do it. It could get information, but she, I, I was eight and I knew that I knew more than her and so, you know, we're all so different. And again, what works for me may not work for somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so I guess just to be clear, should I become the psychic on the other side? Like that would make me your attachment. Yes,
0: it would.
1: <laughs> and we wrap it back to the whole point of this conversation. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> no, no, I, I like my space. I, I, know uh, and the heck of it is, my house does not have any seeds on it. So you really don't even have to crawl in here, Melissa. You could just walk
1: right through the door. I would still do it. i like, oh, look it, at, look it, at, I'm going to do it. <laughs> what about now? Are you watching now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so because Ted has his seed in his tooth, we always joke when he and I are sitting together at your events, like we always like, darn, we've got to bring the deck of cards again. So I'm like, Ted, it's your turn. I'll back away from the table so you can play your card real quick. And- right. <laughs> yeah,
0: because nobody would ever know what you're doing back there. Right. Yeah. And some of the places where you set up, you're in your own little area. Nobody would see you anyway. So that except any ghosts that are there.
1: Right, right. And then there's times where we're almost right in front with you and you're like maybe three feet in front of us. And I'm like, right. oh, man, we can't even like, Sneeze. You know, you can't
0: fall asleep. You can't do anything. You got to sit there and be bored for an hour and a half.
1: It's like, is this your first time hearing her talk? And I'm like, no. No. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ted and I could almost do the whole do the talk. The whole talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's like people, hard. right? It's like people that come to events, you know, ask questions. Oh, tell this story, tell this story, tell this story. People know them better than me. And it's like the old telephone game. Well, I thought this. I, I, I thought that that uh, I thought that dog jumped on somebody's face. It's like, where
1: did you hear that from? You know. So it, it's
0: yeah, it's
1: it's always interesting. We'll have to start throwing in the stories from um, our live in person events. So like anything from the Merry-Go-Round Museum and some other places that we'll have coming up soon. So. Yeah,
0: and some people got some great pictures at that place,
1: mm-hmm. at that
0: museum. That place was really, really haunted.
1: Yeah, like that's, that's one of the few places where I had to keep stepping outside, you know, from. And that that kind of ticked me off because I don't like being like chased out of a building, if you will. Right. You know, I'm like, is it because I didn't eat enough? So scarfing pretzels down my face, like, nope, that's still not the problem. <laughs> like I need to go sit outside and think about this. (laughs) Right.
0: Fresh air.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we covered quite a bit on attachments on, on this one. Um, We have any uh, last words of wisdom on our, our closing here.
0: You know, my advice to you is go wherever you want, buy whatever you want. You're going to be farther ahead if you have a quince seat on you. So that will stop you know, something from coming with you, carry some sea salt in your car, anything that you get used, pick up off the curb, whatever, sprinkle some sea salt on it, maybe 70% of the time, it'll knock something off. Uh, But whatever, if you need something or want something that bad, it can be taken care of. So, you know, don't not get anything, don't deprive yourself of something that you really want, because it can be fixed. But you know, it, a little prevention doesn't hurt.
1: And, you know, maybe a little added, like if, if you are somebody you know and love is in recovery and rehab, that, that does not mean that it's not going to work. Please go take care of yourself and, and help your family member. And if needed, you can always reach out to Marianne and get one of your, your Quincy's, which, you know, quick also um specification there it's your quince seeds that work because your family does some added little blessing to it so just buying a piece of quince from the grocery store and cutting open those seeds that's not really going to work
0: no unfortunately but and i guess i know i've talked to people that do have people in these facilities apparently these people that are there aren't allowed any kind of jewelry. And so, it, that's why, as soon as somebody is being released from there, mm-hmm. that's why a call should be made to make sure nothing is attached to that person that just got out of the facility.
1: Mm-hmm. And then immediately hand them. It out of that. That's exactly. And I mean, it
0: will work out. right.
1: But, uh, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We're having fun with this. Uh, We are going to be releasing episodes twice a month, the first and third Wednesdays to start. um, As we gain somewhat steam, momentum, overall, you know, feistiness, maybe we'll add more. But in the meantime, we're live every Wednesday on our YouTube channels. So you can catch us in the meantime there. So that's twice a Wednesday or twice a month on Wednesdays. You can see us or enjoy us twice. Twice, exactly right. Right three times for you. Cause you have your five 30 Wednesday videos. Right. Right. And for those, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, some of the stuff that we discussed here today were in the letters that I did this past Wednesday on YouTube.
1: Yeah, so I can listen to the, the, WG yeah. Letters. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. everybody. We'll, we'll see you on the next one.
0: Okay. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to When Go Speak. Join us again soon.
1: Goodbye.